When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shalom, and welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. Ay caramba, and I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. I don't know why I said ay caramba, that's not Hebrew. That is not even near close to Hebrew, that's Spanish. Oy vey. There you go. Oy vey. So if any of you guys are wondering why we're uh, speaking a little Hebrew here, is because we're going to get a little Jewish with y'all. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just we, a little, just a little bit. We uh, get a little bit of insight today in uh, Krusty the Clown and who his family is and how he yeah. grew up. So, so that's yeah. pretty cool. But before, is, uh, yeah, but before, oh, yeah, we no, no. Get, before we get into the episode, I just want to thank our listeners uh, for starting to respond to our fan Fridays and a lot of our posts that we do on Facebook, and recently. For season two, episode 20, when I posted about uh, the War of the Simpsons, I asked the question kind of in the um, synopsis of the podcast episode, have you ever been so drunk at your own party that you make a complete (laughs) fool of yourself? And I was just doing that kind of just to intro the podcast on the website, but we got some fans replying. And so one of our fans, uh, Brandy, she was like, yep. Drink nine white claws while playing a drinking game, then puke the rest of the night. Ooh! So Oof. there was that, and then we, there, and then well, we not got white claws. Then but, we got, uh... <laughs> <laughs> then we got Mike, who was uh, my 18th birthday. Parents went out of town. I got drunk, invited everyone I knew, passed out in a closet by 9 p.m. And then the that cop is... showed up. Then the cop showed up and broke up the party. Wow, that's a party. Yeah, he kind of missed the rest of his party. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, and uh, and then someone just uh, put a comment, ah, the teenage years. So people <laughs> seem to have had a lot of fun having parties and uh, at their own places, mind you, and taking it a step too far. So thank you guys for uh, responding to a Facebook post. As you guys keep responding to Facebook posts, we'll uh, talk about it on the podcast. So keep them yeah. coming. And so this week's episode, as we alluded to, we, uh, we're going to dive into Krusty and his uh, background in Season 3, Episode 6, Like Father, Like Clown. Or Like Son, and but it's not Son. It is Like Son, but he's a clown. But he's a clown. Um, I, You know, as we'll get into this episode, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, you know, if our parents were ever disappointed in our life choices. Um, because that's kind of what this is about. Uh, the air date was October 24th, 1991. So guess what guys next week, we got some Halloween and we do have our special guest back for Halloween, uh, Trias of Horror season, uh, episode, episode two, uh, Andy McElfresh will be joining us again for that episode. So get your brains out, get ready to absorb enormous amounts of Trias of Horror knowledge. And get educated. And get educated. The recap for this episode 
At a dinner with the Simpsons, Krusty the Clown reveals he is estranged from his rabbi father. So right off the bat, uh, we'll learn. We'll learn why he got estranged. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, the chalkboard gag this week. I will finish what I stuck. <laughs> My guess is it's supposed to be started, but you know, Bart's it's not going to finish what he started. Like his homework. Like his if homework. If he actually starts it. Yeah. I wonder what uh, he started this time. Or didn't, he didn't stop. Finish. And he didn't finish. I I, I mean, don't I don't know. think he can go to detention for test taking. What if, Maybe. well, if you're cheating? Cheat? Mm, I don't, well, yeah, cheating, I think, would be a detentionable offense. But then I think it'd be like something about cheating on the chalkboard. Maybe he was supposed to do a project and he just didn't finish it. Maybe. Or... Uh-huh. Started a presentation of some kind and went completely off the rails and yeah. decided so, to not finish. So once again, we have a different sax solo this week from Lisa. So we're kind of getting into that. As we said on our last podcast, I think we're we're in that midst of Lisa doing a different sax solo every week. Yep. Couch gang. All the Simpsons sit on the couch except for Bart. <laughs> Who leaps into everyone's laps and annoys Homer. That was a good one. I like that. That was, that was a good one. I, was, yeah, because, you know, I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, Homer, Homer gets annoyed. Uh, right? I'm surprised no, none of the other Simpsons got annoyed. I mean, you fart did it pretty awesome. Like it was like kind of like a crowd surf thing just on their laps. And he did the whole yeah. like arm up on his forehead, uh, like up on his head and the yeah. nice little pose, the cool guy pose. Yeah. It reminded me of the pose I usually do in my Comic-Con group photos. Cause, oh yeah, because it's yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, and so we are welcomed into the Krusty the Clown show, where Krusty is throwing axes at Sideshow Mel. Now, I mean, if Sideshow Bob was there, I I still think the axe thing would still be in there, but yeah. it would. I don't know if it'd be as funny because you know Sideshow Bob never like stuff being thrown at him, but Sideshow Mel seems yeah. to just take it. Yep. And so the last axe, like Krusty's like lining it up and he throws the axe and rails <laughs> Sideshow Mel right in the forehead and knocks him uh, out. Uh, that was great. That's, yeah. I mean, it, the the funny thing is he did hit every other axe. So. Yeah. He's good I, at it. Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe. Do you think that axe was maybe meant to be, I, I would say like a rubber axe and it was meant to be a joke. But if it knocks him out, I don't think it. Would have well, been. if it's a hard rubber, it could still knock you out. Yeah, maybe. Imagine if it was like a real axe and it actually like went blade into his head. I don't know if that'd be allowed on the Krusty Clown show. Probably not. And so we get to see Corporal Punishment again while he's holding Mel, Mel, you know, <laughs> knocked out. And Tina Ballerina and Krusty ends his uh, show with his sign-off lyrics, and, which I have for you. We've Ooh. had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this old clown has found uh, dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. I mean, would Krusty the Clown go to heaven, though? Yeah, so he could call. He gambles, smokes, drinks, uh, has uh, some ladies in the boudoir. Although he's he's not married, so I guess that wouldn't necessarily be a sin, right? I mean, technically it is. Yeah, I guess so. So... But yeah, I, I would say, you know, he I think he has a lot of sign offs. I think he like Probably. does does a new one every uh 
every episode, maybe. <laughs> and so, maybe. so Krusty's walking, you know, offset, and his assistants there telling Krusty oh, what a great show it was, you know, <laughs> sucking up to him, and yeah. that he all he wants is some nicotine gum because he's trying to quit smoking, apparently. Yeah. And then the assistant tells Krusty all of his appointments that he has to do. He's like, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. <laughs> And then she also tells him about dinner with Bart, uh, with Bart, and Krusty's like, "I don't know Bart Simpson," but which is so crazy. How how can he not remember? I mean, that was like a twelve. Well, no, point. no, no, because the assistant's like the assistant reminded him that he was the boy that kept saved him out him of from prison. To, yeah, and we see a flashback, and he goes, and then he remembers him. Well, so, I know, but how do you not? Okay, that is like a turning point in your life. Going to prison, and this kid saves your light basically saves your fate from going to prison and yeah. how would you not remember that but obviously Maybe. he does have a fond memory he's like oh yeah cancel it cancel it, it. oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was good um and so we do learn uh the assistant's name is uh, uh lois penny candy which i'm yep. guessing is a take on money penny from probably 007 which if if it holds true from last episode with the whole 007 reference, and now we get to this episode with a 007 reference, maybe uh, Jake Hogan or Wallace Wolodarski had been watching some James Bond lately, and <laughs> was like, hey, you know what? We need to put a few a uh, few names in here. Yeah. And so we also so then we flash back to the Simpson house where you see Maggie drinking out of Santa's <laughs> little Hubbard water dish, which Marsh just watches her. Yep. Well, my kid has come close a few times to following in my dog's example of drinking out of the water dish or eating out of a food dish. Now my kid every once in a while will go on his own plate and eat like a dog. And so, yeah, well, he's a kid, kid kids mimic things. And so, but yeah, yeah. so uh, Lois Penny Candy uh, calls the Simpsons and she's talking to Marge and she has to cancel for the fifth time. Man. I, do like the fa- I do like the fact that Marge goes, Oh, hi, Mrs. Money Penny. And she goes, it's Miss Money. It's Miss Penny Candy. I can assure you. Because yeah. <laughs> as we kind of see in the scene when she's telling Marge that she has to cancel that she has a thing for Krusty. Yeah, we could definitely tell she has a crush on him. Yeah. And so Penny Candy's excuse to Marge was that something last minute came up for Krusty and we cut to a shot of Krusty cleaning out a shower of mildew. And he goes, oh, mildew. Eh, that's fine. That's After, good like, enough. scrubbing for like two two seconds. Uh, so then we cut upstairs to Bart getting ready for his dinner because he's unaware of the, the happenings. And he's putting on Krusty non-toxic cologne. <laughs> the smell of the big top. Warning. Use, use in a well-ventilated area. May stain furniture. Prolonged use may cause chemical burns. Uh, I wouldn't want to use this cologne. I don't know how this stuff made it past, past the FDA. And on the shelves. Krusty paid him off. Yeah, right. They paid him off. So, you know, Bart's all happy and he goes upstairs and he's whistling. And the Simpsons are, for some reason, all the Simpsons are sitting around the dining room table. Or not the, the kitchen table. Like an intervention, uh, maybe? <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it. And Marge breaks the bad news to Bart. That Krusty isn't coming to dinner again. So then Bart is angry and he runs upstairs and he has stationery. Now, mind you, this is the third time we've seen stationery like yep. this uh, from the brain of Bart stationery. And Bart has a brain, I guess. 
Well, he has to. He's yeah. a living being. Yeah. Does and he use it? No. No. And so he's or like, he does, but for evil intentions. <laughs> right. And so he's like, so, dear Krusty, this is Bart Simpson. Krusty buddy number 16302, respectfully returning his badge. I always suspected that nothing in life mattered. Now I know for sure. Get bent. Bart Simpson. And so he sends the letter to the TV station and Penny Candy gets it and tells, you know, Krusty that a little boy, this little boy has lost faith in him. But I do like to point out in her office, there are two pictures on the wall. One, Krusty is with the Beatles and two, another one where he's with Alfred Hitchcock. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Krusty, he's, Krusty he's, is a good entertainer. Yeah. Um, And actually, before she tells him the bad news, I kind of skipped ahead. Um, Krusty is in his office with a uh, business card (laughs) to call a sex hotline. And the number is 1-900-909-SEX-CHAT. And so he calls the party line and the party line is just other lonely men, including Apu. And Apu's like, are you a hot woman? Do I sound like a hot woman? <laughs> oh my god! I didn't. Hilarious. I don't know. I I guess I've never called a sex hotline, no, no, but I didn't either. think they were like group rooms. Like I always thought it was like a one-on-one conversation. Yeah, but I that was really fun. I like just a poo, just in the room, like waiting for a hot lady to show. I, that does not seem like a poo to me. But it's. Uh, I mean, he's a lonely guy at a at a quickie mart for twenty four seven. Yeah. He must have had the night off. He must have had the night off. Sanjay must have taken over. Yeah, Sanjay must have taken him. And so Penny Candy barges in Krusty's office and demands that he he reads the letter (laughs) to Bart. Wouldn't you think if you're, one, have a crush on him, and two, are his assistant, you would know that Krusty is illiterate. And then I like how Krusty actually tries, like, D... D... D D (laughs) And so it's like... You you lost a lost faith in this kid. You you have to go. And Bart like, lost faith in him. Yep. And she's like, oh, he's like, I don't want to. And then Penny Candy slaps him Slap. across the face. And, and she, she says, just to... "Yep." She's like, oh. I'll quit if Krusty doesn't if if you don't go. But he doesn't want to miss Schnapps Night at the Friars Club. <laughs> I mean, he's apparently, like, fine, he... I'll go, but I don't want to miss Schnapps Night at the Friars Club. It's like he. Just has so many random dumb things to do. Yeah. Like it's like he goes to forget life, as will as will come to elude. He just it it's been buried so deep in his in his brain that stuff like this, the yeah. sex chat, the gambling, the schnapps night at the Friars Club is I feel like it's all just to drown out things that are really affecting him. Yeah. And so the Simpsons wait in their living room for Krusty. To show up and Krusty knocks and does his laugh and Homer goes, do you think it's him? <laughs> no, Homer, it's the other clown you guys ordered to come to the house for dinner. Well, he didn't order. It was the, okay. So the funny thing is, I think it was, a, wasn't it supposed to be a thank you dinner for? Yes. So, okay. That happened like a season and a few episodes ago. I feel like that dinner should have happened by now. But Krusty keeps canceling. Well, five times. I mean, it's just a seems, lot of times. I I, five isn't that many in like a year and a half. I mean, if that's I mean, if that's how time is affected in the town of Spring, since nobody ages, maybe time has no concept anymore. 
Well, we know time has no concept in Springfield. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He uh, kind of rolls in the door like he opens the door and kind of does the Willy Wonka like tumble yep. tumble roll, which I thought yep. was kind of cool. That was a cool thing and kind of lands on his butt and Maggie just scurries behind Marge because she's scared. And he's like, uh, eh, cute baby, cute baby, stands up and goes. <laughs> and then you hear another knock on the door and it's Millhouse coming by <laughs> unannounced. And he's like, um, I, oh, Krusty the Clown. I didn't know you were going to be here. And then Bart, Bart uh, says, just come in and drop the charade. <laughs> and so Bart and, Bart and Lisa insist that Krusty doesn't have to perform tricks because he's on his unicycle and stuff like that. And Krusty's like, oh, good. And then he pulls Mr. Teeny out, which I think is the first appearance yeah. of Mr. Teeny. I think it's the first appearance of Mr. Teeny. Yep. Out of his bag and tells him to go wait in the car. He's like, oh, but we could have seen a monkey. I agree with Homer. He could have seen a monkey on roller skates. On roller skates, no less. I know. Yeah. Homer is disappointed that you didn't get to see Mr. Teeny. I mean, I've brought this up numerous times to you, but I'm still disappointed we didn't get to see a penguin at your wedding. Yeah. Animals are fun. Animals are fun. So they sit down to eat dinner. And Marge asks who wants to say grace, and Lisa suggests, oh, let our guests do it. So Milhouse starts to say grace. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Milhouse, you're not the guest. And Bart slaps him. He goes, no, what? Um, And Bart actually understood that he knew that Lisa meant Krusty. Although he probably gathered that anyways, because Krusty was their guest. So Krusty goes, well, I'm a little rusty, but let me give it a try anyways. So then he starts doing the... uh, the uh, Hebrew prayer for, you know, when do meals. And he um, did it pretty good. He's like, yeah. like he, he actually did it. I mean, Haaretz. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. They actually got two rabbis to consult on this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. So every, pretty much all the Jewish stuff is pretty accurate because of the, the consultants, they, the, the rabbis, they got to do this. So then I you like, mean the, like you mean the executive producers and the writers on the show are right. Jewish? Well, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, as we'll get into a little bit, it seems like Krusty comes from an Orthodox background. Oh, yeah. And that's a little bit harder to probably get right than like progressive and reform Judaism. So Homer, I like how Homer's like, he's speaking of speaking in a funny voice. And Lisa really, you know. Realizes that Krusty is speaking Hebrew and comes to the summation that Krusty is Jewish. Yep. And so um, I love how Homer goes, a Jewish entertainer? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And Lisa starts naming off different different Jewish entertainers such as William Shatner and Mel Brooks. And I didn't realize, I I think I knew William Shatner was Jewish because I think Sandler put him in one of his songs. Yeah. And, yeah. But Homer is surprised to learn that Mel Brooks is Jewish. Come on. Which, how could yeah. you not know Mel Brooks is Jewish? Mel Brooks is probably one of the greatest Jewish entertainers on this planet. Of all I time. Will fight any, I will fight anybody on that. Um, he made he makes some good stuff. Um, so then Krusty starts crying because the blessing brings up memories from the old days, specifically his father. And he pulls out a hanky to wipe away, wipe away his tears. But it's like one of those never ending hankies yes. for the, the magic trick, which I thought was hilarious because he's a clown. So and then as Krusty's crying, I like how Homer is like, hey, Krusty, are you going to finish your meatloaf? Now, here's my question. Did Penny Candy tell Marge 
that Krusty was Jewish and she just didn't mention it to the family? Or did she mention dietary restrictions that Krusty has? Like, because, you know, Jewish people don't eat pork and they don't eat, they're not supposed, like, they're not supposed to eat pork. They're not supposed to eat shrimp or lobster or crab or venison or, you know, anything with a cloven hoof. Or was it meatloaf night and they just got lucky? Um, well, I, I am going to go out on a limb and say probably not based on, uh, as we'll learn with, uh, um, Krusty's choice of sandwich at the diner. Yeah. I don't He probably think, doesn't eat. Yeah. I don't think he keeps uh kosher, kosher. at yeah. all. So, so then, you know, the family encouraged Krusty to talk about, you know, what's bothering him and he, you know, agrees to it. So we cut back to um you know or not yet so crusty goes well my real name's not crusty the clown my real name is herschel krustovsky and i want to mention that his name in this episode is spelled two different ways (laughs) um so yeah you know his real name is herschel krustovsky which is a to be perfectly honest is a very jewish name yes extreme well he got an orthodox jewish rabbi i mean yeah he's gonna he's gonna have a pretty jewish name and we learned that crusty comes from a line of rabbis my father was a rabbi my, my father's, father's father was a rabbi you get the point <laughs> yes and we learned that he grew up on the lower east side of springfield and as they're walking down the street we see a deli called uh tannins fatty meats which yep. all jews know man you gotta have them fatty meats Gotta. And also, this scene is a reference to a scene in The Godfather Part 2 where the characters are walking down the street. I've never seen The Godfather Part 2, so, yeah, but it's a reference. Yeah. And so people ask Krusty's father as they're walking down the street, which his name is uh, Hyman Krustovsky, and he's voiced by Jackie Mason, which he does a phenomenal job. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Jack. No, nah, I don't know if Jackie Mason's Jewish, but he's got he's got the voice for it. Yep, he's a very uh, good voice actor. And they one of the questions was like, uh, "Should I stay in college?" Well, yes, of course. And then someone walks out. Should I have another kid? And they're like, <laughs> "Yes, more more people." And he's like, uh, um, "One guy comes out. He's like, should I buy another Chrysler?" He's like, uh, <laughs> "I need you to say it in a more uh, ethical with a way ethical Is it way." Right? Is it right to buy a Chrysler? He's like, uh, the great is the car with power steering and Dyna flow suspension. <laughs> but here's the thing. I feel like the guy who asked him might have been another rabbi. I don't do. I guess maybe modern day rabbis drive, but I feel like Orthodox. Well, I mean, just on Friday. I mean, I live in or yeah, I used I to live in St. Louis Park. I mean, you saw the Orthodox Jews walking. Yeah. All the time, Friday nights and sat all day Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, you yeah. you would see them walking, you know, all all around. So I think I remember a story from when we used to go to temple where not our original rabbi, but like the rabbi that replaced him, like needed a ride somewhere on like a Saturday. Yeah. And like somebody had to give him a ride. Yeah, there's like designated yeah, Orthodox Jews have designated uh Drivers. Drivers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or they just walk to Temple because they live close yeah, enough. Exactly. Well, most, most, most of them do. And so they yeah. uh, walk by Yiddles, practical jokes, magic tricks, and medical supplies. Cause, well, you skipped the part where Krusty asked his dad if he could be a clown. Oh, yeah. So that's right. So And he goes, no. Yes. 
So Krusty asked his dad if he could be a clown after everyone else, you know, asked him a And he said question. yes to everybody. And he said yes to everyone, but he's told him no. And Krusty wants to make people laugh. And yeah. Hyman explains to him, life isn't fun. Life is serious. <laughs> you got to have a little joy in your life. Exactly. Why do you think there's so many Jewish entertainers? Right? Yeah. And so they uh, go to Yiddle's practical or walk by Yiddle's practical jokes, magic tricks, and medical supplies. <laughs> uh, you got to be careful with that. Well, you know, I mean. You don't want to sell, seen... you don't want to sell somebody uh, magic tricks when you want to sell them medical supplies. Yeah, right. And so Hyman wanted, obviously, Krusty to be a rabbi. Um and then, but he had the calling of being a clown and it was just too strong. And so yep. we see a scene where he's making fun of his father during uh, Sunday school and all the children are laughing and, you know, <laughs> his father walks in from behind him and strangles him, <laughs> which is really awesome because you kind of get the uh, kind of the flip side where uh, Homer is touched about Krusty's story, but then he tells Bart, you don't have to follow me in my footsteps. <laughs> and Bart responds, uh, I don't that, to, um, he doesn't even like to use the bathroom after home. Yeah, he does. doesn't even like to use bathrooms. Like, uh, and so he strangles him just like you know, Krusty's father strangled him, strangled which him. I thought was kind of cool. Just a little, yeah, uh, side, you know, bar, you know, you know sidebar thing. Like, uh, yeah. what is what is that? Like, uh, reciprocity almost of yeah, two different so families. That, yeah, and so, so then we cut, we so, cut back to uh, Krusty's house. You know him telling the story, and you know he's in the bathroom, and you know his father wants him to open the door, and so he barges, like he kicks down the door, and he's got like one of those spray bottles, and he just sprays yeah, it's the seltzer seltzer <laughs> bottles. But I like how I think the whole thing was like, what are you doing in there? You know, it's doing the other thing that boys do in the yeah. bathroom. I think oh. that was kind of the kind of the joke. And he's yeah. like, and he's like, salsa's for drinking, not for spraying. Pie is for noshing, not for throwing. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pie is for throwing. Okay. Um, uh, so then, you know, Krusty's telling the Simpsons that he got a gig at a retreat that his father was attending. And his father didn't re- uh, realize it was him because Krusty was wearing makeup. And he was like, oh, yeah, the gig was really going good until a party goer sprayed him in the face with another seltzer bottle, cleaning off the makeup. And that's where funny man. man. And that's when Hyman realizes it's crusty and he yells at him that he brought shame upon his family. Yep. And so the the, this is also a movie moment. So the theme of uh, the rabbi's father rejecting his son's choice of entertainment Mm -hmm. as a career is reminiscent of the film The Jazz Singer. Yep, that's that's a lot of the plot was uh, was this. And um, so and and this is where it kind of comes in. Hyman says he could forgive Krusty if he was a musician or a jazz singer, but not a clown. Because apparently musicians and jazz singers are more respected than clowns. They're a few steps above clown. It's like Probably. it goes, it goes, uh, musician, jazz singer, clown, mime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then the, and then Krusty was like, and that's the last time I ever saw my father. So Krusty must have been like what sixteen, seventeen when he did that gig. Yeah, he, he had to have been old enough to do it where he you know, his father abandoned him. And so, you know, now we're back around the Simpsons table and Bart asks Krusty if he ever thinks about his father. 
And Krusty goes, all the time, except for when I'm at the horse track. Then it's all business. Yep. Because, <laughs> you know, Krusty gambles. And so we cut to uh, the set, like Bart's falling asleep and Lisa fell asleep and Milhouse is falling asleep and Homer is annoyed. And Krusty is looking at pictures of Bart. Uh, the first picture we see is his first haircut. Where he's screaming because that's what kids do when they get haircuts. <laughs> Not my kid. When they're young. No, yeah, your kid, my kid was good. He just yeah. sat there and watched TV and nice. So and then the second picture we see is Bart learning how to swim where Homer just throws him into a pool. Yep. Which uh, probably not safe. Um, and then uh, they're at Duff Gardens where Homer is on a roller coaster holding baby Bart <laughs> above his head, which I don't know how he got away with bringing baby Bart onto a roller coaster. And because, you know, you figure, you know, Marge would probably be with him. And although the next picture is for uh, first Fourth of July, where Homer is drinking a beer while lighting a firework that Bart is holding, with Marge sitting in the background. Yeah, so, yeah, it kind of paints Marge in a bad light of being a bad parent. Kind of, or she just didn't want to pay attention. I but mean, I, I do not... think it is kind of funny that during all this, this is kind of why we learn. Krusty, I don't think, wanted to, one, come to the Simpsons house, yeah. and two, why he does all this other stuff, because he, he basically yeah. numbs his brain of thinking about his father, Yeah, and it all kind of rushed out during this episode. Yeah, so, you know, Krusty kept the Simpsons and Millhouse up until <laughs> roughly midnight, which, you know, at around 9 p.m., I don't know if it was a school night or not, I mean, most likely it was maybe a Friday or Saturday, but if I have a guest over and I want them, you know, if they're, you know, if I, they're taking up way too much of my time and I want to go to bed, I'm like, I'm going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to bed. Get the hell out of my house. <laughs> like, so. Get out of the house or sleep on the couch. One of the two. Yeah. So Marge suggests to Homer to take Millhouse home and Homer goes gladly. He wants to. And I'm surprised like the Van Houtens didn't call the house and be like, hey, where's my son? I know. Right. Unless they or thought, why did they unless, just come get him? Or did they, they not know that Millhouse over. snuck? Yeah, or yeah, it's possible Millhouse. Well, no, because, you know, March took Millhouse home. So there's no reason. Like, I can't imagine Millhouse told his parents that he was staying over at the Simpsons house for well, a sleepover. Because if he did, he would have just said something to Marge and Homer. Who, Millhouse? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know, unless he was just too tired to even realize what was going on anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. And so Bart says sorry about Krusty's dad as he's, you know, exiting the door. And yeah. uh, Krusty says, ah, I'm a survivor. And then Krusty <laughs> asks if he left his keys in the house. And Bart, Lisa, and Marge all scream no. <laughs> and then shut the door. They're like, yeah. nope, you're not. If you cross back into this house again, you're never leaving at that point. So yeah. stay outside. So instead of driving home, uh, Krusty walks through the rain past the Springfield X, now playing for only, uh, for your thighs only, <laughs> Crocodile Done Me, and Doctor Strange Pants, which uh, I'm and guessing. For, and for that any of our younger listeners out there, uh, don't worry about what this is. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, this is obviously Springfield's X-rated cinema. That's what I was the, getting in the, to. In the CD part of town. We could tell everyone. They yeah. know. They know what they so got my, into my when they question, got listened to our podcast. Yeah, that's true. My question here is, 
why didn't he drive? Like, Mr. Teeny's waiting in the car for him. Or did Mr. <laughs> Teeny, like, hotwire the car and leave? Yep. That's exactly what. Either that or Krusty did drive back to his house and then go for a walk. We don't necessarily see what happens in the middle. He does no, probably well, just he, depressed. No, no, no. I'm guessing he hopped in the car, went back home, got depressed. I was like, ah, I'm going to walk around the city. Maybe see. No, because it was, or... I think he walked around and then maybe he walked back to the Simpsons and drove home. No, the Simpsons live too far away from the seedy part of town for that. I, I don't know. I don't uh, know. So Krusty stops at a magazine stand where they have, you know, a bunch <laughs> of magazines. I didn't, unfortunately this week, I didn't write them all down like I usually do, but there was yeah. one titled modern Jewish father. And then he starts crying and, and runs away. And then he ends up at a bus stop watching the mini TVs that they have at the bus stop. And then yeah. it stops and he threw a quarter into it and yeah. kept it going. And then Something call- like mutants or whatever. Yeah. And then he uh, calls his father and he does just says the breathing thing. He's like, what? Who calls and doesn't says hello? Hello? <laughs> Who's on the other end of this phone? Oi. And then uh, Krusty hangs up. Because <laughs> he can't talk to his father. Yeah, it just does. I love how he knows his number still. That's weird. That's still nice. I feel like it's nice if you still know your father's. Uh, father's or did he just look it up in a phone book? Yeah, that's possible too. I guess. I mean, one of the two things, I guess. And yeah. so then we cut back to the kids watching uh, Itchy and Scratchy, and this week we have Field of Screams, <laughs> kind of like Field of Dreams, you know, that father son type thing, but. Yeah. Uh, Scratchy is playing catch with the sun in a field, no yep. less. And yep. Itchy and his son are driving them over with a thresher. <laughs> and then Itchy and, Itchy and his son play catch with Scratchy's head. Aw, how sweet. Yeah. Wasn't it fun when fun. when Itchy and his son ran uh, Scratchy and his <laughs> son over with the thresher? Wasn't that <laughs> cute? Uh, and then I love how this is an episode that Maggie is actually sitting in front of the TV and watching. Usually it is. I feel like the last episode too, she was watching it as well. No, it was just just Bart and Lisa in the last one. Mm, I'm going to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure Maggie was there as well. I think I would have commented like I did on this one. Mm, Okay. So yeah, Krusty's in tears saying how happy everybody looked in the episode. And he's just, he's just, you know, downtrodden. And Lisa goes, a man who envies the Simpsons is a man who needs help. (laughs) Absolutely. You're not wrong, sister. Yeah, yep. the Simpsons are a uh, classic case of dysfunction. So Bart and Lisa agree that they need to help Krusty, and they go to Le- Reverend Lovejoy for help, and they ask him to help them find a rabbi without any contact. <laughs> and Lovejoy is like, "Wait, wait, wait! We're doing all these things for you know young Christians, and uh, don't you don't have to convert to Judaism." And then they uh, they tell them. Or they ask him, no, 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 we're looking for Hyman, or they're asking for Krusty's father. And Lovejoy and Hyman Krustovsky actually host a radio show, call-in show every Sunday night. Called Bart Gavin Lisa like, About God. And Bart, Bart and Lisa are like, what? what? He's like, you know, all, you know, where you talk about all this stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, every, all the kids are talking about it Monday morning at school. And he gives uh, Bart a t-shirt and he's like, I will throw that on later. Yeah. Anyway, do you, do you have it's, his address? Yeah. So Lovejoy is like, oh, let me look at my non-Christian <laughs> Rolodex. So which implies he has a Christian <laughs> Rolodex. Isn't that a little anti-Semitic? 
I don't know. Well, non-Christian could be Buddhist. Oh, that's atheist. true. Atheist. Oh, okay. Or maybe, you know, Roman Catholic or, you know, nothing that his Christian faith. He has a role yeah. of those and then everyone who's not Christian. So, no, I don't think it's. So then uh, Lovejoy gives Bart and Lisa the address to the synagogue. Yep. Uh, Temple Beth Springfield, Rabbi Hyman Krostovsky, this Saturday. Coping with Christmas. <laughs> so was this around Christmas or is this just the sermon for the day? Um, well, because there's no snow on the ground. No, it seems like it's just before Halloween. So maybe they're getting people ready for the holiday season. Uh, and so they're yeah. kind of teaching them how to cope with Christmas. cope with Christmas. So then I notice the sign outside spells Kristofsky with an I at the end. But ra- the rabbi's uh, door tag thing. Has it with a Y. Yeah, and I is the correct one. Is I the correct one? Yep, according to the Simpsons, I is the correct one. So my guess it was going to be an animation there. I mean, to be fair, our last name is Skolansky, and there are it's several times where people will write an I instead of a Y. Not only that, they put an A after the first K. Yep, so people spell our name all the time wrong. So I, I yeah. would feel that having Krzysztofski's name spelt incorrectly is... Just about as as correct. And so Lisa and Bart uh, head inside and they knock on the door and Bart's like, we came to talk to you about your son. And Kristofsky's like, I have no son. And Bart's like, oh, great. We came all this way and it's the wrong guy. And then he reopens the door. I didn't mean that literally. (laughs) And then shuts the door again. Uh, Oh, that's fantastic. That was really funny. And so now we... uh, Cut to KBBL, and yep. the announcer is wearing a fog hat shirt, which is awesome. And the on the on the back, he has a plaque for the Larry Davis experience yep. and Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and obviously Larry Davis experience we've had in like two episodes or three episodes so far. Yeah, and obviously Bleeding Gums Murphy is the local jazz singer in yep. Springfield. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. And yep. so Krusty calls into the talk show and, and he just does, does breathing, the, just does the breathing thing again. Who calls the who calls the show and it doesn't talk and you know, yeah. And then he hangs up cause he yep. didn't, uh, he didn't want to talk to him again. Yep. And so then Bart calls the show. He's like long time listener, first time caller. His name is Dimitri. Dimitri. And asks if a son who defies his father and chooses a career that makes millions of kids happy Shouldn't that father forgive his son? And I like how Lovejoy and the other guests say yes, but Hyman's like, no, who is this? What are you talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously the, the Bart and Lisa are trying to get uh, yeah. the rabbi to really uh, forgive Krusty. Forgive Krusty. So. And so Bart dresses up like a rabbi to confront Hyman about forgiving Krusty. And so he goes to interrupt him at... Uh, the uh, chess when a bunch of rabbis are sitting around playing chess talking. and talking. No, they're like, just talking. Yeah. Well, no, they were playing chess too. There was a chess table and everything. And then Bart gets back to the kids, gets, gets back to the bed and he's like, Oi, this guy is tough. <laughs> and, and so Lisa's like, well, we gotta, we, he's smart. Yep. And so Lisa comes up with an idea to trick Hyman into meeting up with his son with a promise to meet Nobel prize winning novelist, Saul Bellow. Who is Jewish. Uh, Jewish. So then Bart calls Krusty to tell him that the French government <laughs> wants to give him the Legion of Honor. <laughs> Whatever the heck of that is. 
And Krusty is like, all right, where do I go? Izzy's Deli? Got it. And so they go to Izzy's Deli, which is a Jewish deli, because if you look at the menu, there is Hebrew on the front. Yep. And by the way, not to be biased or anything, but Jewish delis are the best delis. Um, uh, Bart and Lisa are waiting for, you know, Krusty and Hyman's already there and he kind of, you know, wants to order. Um, I didn't really think the waitress sounded like Doris, but maybe she did. Yeah, she had it might have lun- been the same voice. Actress. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But she had a lunch lady Doris sound yeah. she, i mean she sounded just like it and the diner itself to me reminded me of like the seinfeld diner did it not it's just a diner i know i don't know but seinfeld this came... was way before seinfeld no it wasn't though. seinfeld came out in 89 really yeah what it, it aired two years before well, i guess a year before the simpsons aired i mean it had the tracy ellman stuff but yeah. it aired uh first episode aired in 1989 that's why i thought it was it, I mean, when I saw it, I didn't, I had to look up when Seinfeld aired, but yeah. when it, the diner just gave that Seinfeld vibe, just the way it looked, man, it, I think it's just a diner. No, I think they were trying to go for it. I don't believe you. Um, and so the waitress asked Barton Lee if they're ready to the order and they're like, eh, we'll just have some more complimentary pickles. Yeah. Jewish jellies <laughs> always have complimentary <laughs> pickles, don't they? I, I don't think so. No, I don't don't normally. I mean, I live in Green Bay. We don't have any Jewish delis here. (laughs) No Jews here. Um, And so she goes to Hyman and she's like, well, she's like, well, what do you want? And there's a there's a sandwich named after Jackie Mason and then a Bruce Willis. He's like, I don't even like his work. And he's like, well, what's a Krusty the Clown? (laughs) And a Krusty the Clown is ham, sausage and bacon with a splash of mayo on white bread. And <laughs> there is no way a Jewish deli would serve this. Nope. And the funny thing is, I looked it up just because I was very, very curious. There is no sandwich anywhere for Bruce Willis. Oh. And I didn't look up Jackie Mason, but I wonder if because he was a guest, he actually does have a sandwich and he thought it'd be funny to have his name included i didn't look that up i didn't i didn't think about looking that up because i really wanted to know if bruce willis had a sandwich named after him (laughs) which he Uh, doesn't i mean he might somewhere and it's i mean i i I googled it i google all sorts of ways to to type it and i i did not see a bruce willis sandwich anywhere so the the, uh barton lisa so that failed. Hyman realizes yep. Hyman realizes Saul Bellow isn't coming, so he leaves. And Krusty shows up, and the kids are like, "Ah, we didn't, we didn't get it." But the so waitress is to- like, the waitress <laughs> is like, "Do you think you're funny?" He's like, "Can you point me to the the French prime minister?" He's like, "Do you think you're funny?" Well, fifty thousand Frenchmen can't be wrong. Be wrong. <laughs> so then Lisa and Bart decide to go to the library to see if they can out, uh, you know, use Jewish pas- passages from the Old Testament to outsmart. Uh, Hyman and El Barto is on the steps to the library because Lisa was like, yep. Cause Lisa was like, what's one thing that rabbis prize above anything else? Those stupid hats. It's <laughs> no Bart yeah. knowledge. knowledge. We're going to hit them where it hurts right in the Judaica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so we go, we go to the library and Lisa's readings uh, has books and uh, titled the big book of the chosen people. Jewishness revisited and views on Jews. 
and Bart's uh, looking at like an Old Testament book. Yeah, it's a pop up book. Oh, save me, Noah! Oh, we're all gonna and he's like, oh, the flood's coming. Oh, that was a great. That's that was awesome. No. Um, and so Lisa sends Bart out to talk to the rabbi, and not Lisa. And my assumption is that they did this because. In the Orthodox religion, women are more subservient to men. I don't know if that's common in the modern Orthodox Jewish religion. Because, um, obviously, I mean, we, well, our cousin had an Orthodox bar mitzvah where it was divided by a cloth down the center where on one side were the men and the other side were the women and smaller children. So I'm assuming, I'm wondering if they had Bart kind of talk to the rabbi because Bart is the quote unquote man and Lisa's a woman. That's possible. So I kind of, you know, and, and I figured, you know, Hyman would be more acceptable. Yeah. Well, acceptable to listening to Bart and not necessarily Lisa. But yeah, I like how he interrupts them at uh, the sweat lodge with all the other <laughs> rabbis. Yep. And he interrupts him at a bris. Well, yeah, and... that's a good. T- I like how he's like, "This is not the time or the place for this." <laughs> oh God, it's just and all like the different passages. And I don't know any. I I didn't write down any of the passages, but you know, Rabbi Krostovsky had a rebuttal for all of them. Oh yeah, and so Lisa gives Bart one last note. <laughs> Saying that it's all that she could do without learning ancient Hebrew. And Bart stays, at least it tells him that she's not learning ancient Hebrew. And you know, to be honest, she could probably learn it pretty easily. She's smart. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I mean, it took me a few years to learn regular Hebrew. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I mean, it's a hard language to learn. It's a hard Hebrew? language to speak. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, once you learn it, it's pretty easy. I could probably still read Hebrew. But speak it, I, I could I could say hello and goodbye. Yeah, that's about it. Shalom. Yeah, it's the same word. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then uh, Bart quotes uh, Sammy Davis Jr. to convince Rabbi to make up with Krusty. It was a yeah. really good quote. He was like, who said that? And like he lists a bunch of rabbis and, you know, yeah. like smart people. And yeah. he's like, Sam was genu- genu- uh, Sammy Davis Jr., an entertainer, just like your son. It's like, he said that? The Candyman? The Candyman? Well, if he could write so beautiful words, maybe uh, my son's not so bad. And so Krusty yeah. opens up his show, and he's like just kind of beating at the, at the round <laughs> circle. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this and kind of, kind of bust through. Hey, and, hey, kids. Welcome to the Krusty the Clown show. Yep. And Lisa and Bart uh, bring Hyman to Krusty's show to make up. And Krusty tries to, int- so then he goes backstage, you know, he's like, oh, I'll just roll a cartoon. And so he's yeah. backstage and he sees his smoking. dad back there. Well, he's smoking. He's smoking. like, oh, yep. you're, that's not a good habit. Well, who are you? And he walks out of the shadows to yep. show that his he's father. his father. Yep. And he's like, all right. And so they kind of. Run, he Krusty runs back on stage to try and introduce his father. And the guy it's like, spotlight, please. And he's like, I like to, I like to. Guys, I'm not doing the spotlight bit. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so the curtains open and we see Krusty's band, apparently. Yeah. I didn't know Krusty had a band. Krusty, Krusty and, and the K-Tums? K-Tums? K-T-U-M-S? K-Tums? K-Tums? I don't know what that means, but 
I got me. Uh, so uh, Krusty and his father start singing. Well, oh, Krusty starts singing. Mine, papa. Yep. And you know, by the way, that song is on the official Simpsons CD soundtrack. Ooh. Yes. So go buy that. The, I have. We have it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, we do. I have yep. all the songs from the two soundtracks on my computer. Nice. That's one of them. And so Krusty starts singing and his father starts singing because Krusty's like, oh, you know the words. And yeah. so they start uh, singing it. And Mo and Barney are at the bar watching and Mo tears up. He's like, that's yeah, okay. I just got something <laughs> in my, something eye. my eye. And Barney offers him his hanky, which is like covered in <laughs> snot, snot and stuff. Oh. And and, Bar- and Mo's like, Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so the song ends. And then Krusty's like, if we haven't seen each other in 25 years. Good night, everyone. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, and so, yeah. I mean, it's crazy not to see anyone, let alone your father, for 25, 25. years. Well, and uh, the show, I mean, the show ends with Krusty and father saying they love each other. And you, we see Bart handing a pie to, to Hyman. And Hyman takes the pie and throws it in Krusty's face. And they, they, they say good night. Yeah. And it's such a... It's such a feel good ending. Oh yeah. Uh it's definitely a good it's a good way to end the show. I mean, a strange son, a strange father finally coming together after 25 years and making up. Yep. And obviously, I I think it's really great to have a Jewish character in any show. Oh yeah. And especially with the Simpsons early on kind of we have the, you know, the whole Christian side of everything, you know, Simpsons go to church and it's kind of cool to add a new religion into the Simpsons. And later on, we add another Buddhism and uh, whatever Apu is. Is he Hindu? Hindu. Yep. And so we kind of over the course of these first 10 seasons, you really kind of get the mix of what's going on in Springfield. So it's, it's really cool that they decided to go this route with this episode and, you know, give a little backstory on Krusty too, just because we always want to learn. So, to me, final thoughts on the episode. I absolutely loved it. I mean, this is great a great episode from start to finish. There's the cool thing with this one. There's really no B story. It's all A. It's all, yep. you know, this is this is Krusty's life. And it's kind of cool to have a Krusty-centric episode again. Yeah. Kind of like. It's the first uh, one. Oh, it's the second one. Second one. Of... Yep. It's kind of cool to, to have this sort of thing. And I'm going with the uh, five everything's coming up Millhouse just because. I, I I love how it goes from Krusty being kind of a loner and this is his life to ending a lot more open. And the weird thing is, I know he still does stupid yeah, stuff. I was going to say that. But it, I think it at least fulfills his life a little bit more to know that he has his father back in his life and yeah. can possibly go to him. I'm sure no one just makes up overnight like. Families no. that break up never make up overnight, but I re- I think it's a really good way to say, okay, Krusty has his father back in his life, and yeah. he approves of his life. Maybe not every aspect of his life, but yeah. he approves of what he does for a living, and yeah. so I think I mean, this is good for Krusty. Just, yeah. I really enjoy this episode. The, the jokes are there. Uh... The story is really good. I mean, I, you know, as a, as a kid growing up Jewish, you know, it's something 
not the estrangement from my father, because obviously I still talk to my father, but just like the Jewish aspect of this episode really kind of brings me back with the, the diner. Like whenever we go to Chicago, we always go to a, or not diner, the deli. We always go to a deli to get our corned beef sandwiches for our baseball game. And just, you know, it's so good. And the elements are really well, well done and thought out. And the fact they got rabbis to consult on this episode really shows that they wanted to do right by this episode and having, you know, Krusty be the center a little bit, take away from the Simpsons. And, and for the Simpsons, I feel like that's something they need to do every few episodes is to, you know, especially in these earlier seasons, you want to focus a lot of attention to the Simpsons and grow them as characters, but you also want to grow your other characters. So I think this is a really good spot coming up to an episode next week. That's, essentially non-canon of the simpsons yep or is it i mean kodos and kang i I think appear in a regular episode somewhere down the line um maybe maybe. i don't i don't remember but it's a really good episode the theme is really good um and i pose this question to our listeners uh are you estranged from a family member not necessarily your dad and were you able to reconcile um Hopefully, our, some uh, some of our listeners out there who've ever been in that situation have been able to, you know, say, look, mistakes were made. I forgive you. And they've made up. Maybe your relationship isn't great, but, you know, it's better than not being estranged. Like, I, I honestly don't know what my life would be like or our lives would be like if we were estranged from our parents. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird. It'd be really weird. So, no, great episode. I give it a five. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Fantastic. And I look forward to talking next week about more Halloween stuff. Yeah. And so uh, let's uh, finish off the beginning part of the episode with our character profile. And this week is our wonderful Rabbi Kristofsky and his occupation, Rabbi and Thinker. They're very, very, Rabbis are very philosophical. They are. A uh, special gift can solve any problem as long as it is posed as an ethical question. Again, philosopher. <laughs> yep. Uh, diversions, chess in the park, Talmudic conferences, and the Catskills. And that's where Krusty got found out he was a clown by his father. Yep. Uh, his dislikes, entertainers <laughs> as immediate family members, people who call and hang up without saying anything. I mean, I mean to be fair, that second one. Yes, that kind of hurts like a- me. Yeah. Or even when it's phone calls, when people do start talking and it's spam and garbage, oh. I get angry I'm too. So, oh, uh, uh, I'm, uh, by the way, I've been trying to reach you about your extended car warranty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and then his philosophy, life is not fun. Life is serious. Life is so fun. You gotta fun. have fun. Yeah, I think, and I think, I think uh, Rabbi Krastowski learns by the end of the episode that you gotta have some fun to... In your life, you can't just be serious all the time. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta live it up a little bit. I mean, why do you think uh, people think that I'm still in my twenties? Because I live it up. Well, you still I, act like you're in your twenties. Exactly. If I still act like I'm in my twenties, people think I'm in my twenties. Except you're gonna be 38 this year. Yeah. Well, 38 last Tomorrow. week. For those like of you, 38 last week. You're right. Yeah. So those of you that have been paying attention, I. Uh, had my birthday when the episode came out last week. So, yeah. All right. So before I uh, close off with all our fun, uh, funness, I just want to give a uh, 
shout out, uh, and the Simpsons did it. Thank you for the life of, uh, uh, Cloris Leachman, who we talked oh, about yeah. a few weeks ago and three men in a comic book when she, yeah, she just passed away about yep, a month ago. She was the voice of Mrs. Glick. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to say she had an amazing career. Uh, young Frankenstein was probably one of the That's best amazing. movies. I know you pointed she, out, you liked her in uh beer fest his uh, beer fest. She was also the grandmother in Malcolm in the middle. Yep. It was, she was amazing. I, her comedic timing was great. I think she started out on the Mary Tyler Moore show she did, as yep. like the neighbor and she just like, she, she was so, she was so funny. I mean, I, she, I mean, she was 94. Yep. So I mean, she obviously lived a nice long life. Still sad, but yeah. So I just wanted to say, uh, amazing life she had. And I hope, uh, her work lives on forever. So. You can find us on Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast, on Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod, on Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC. You can also see a, basically a video copy of our podcast over on YouTube, um, The Simpsons Did It uh, Podcast. Just type that in and search by channel. and Please subscribe and so we can get subscribe. our own link. Um, another cool thing that I just found out is every time someone says, play Simpsons did it podcast on a, on your Alexa. So if you say, Hey Alexa, play the Simpsons did it podcast. I get, I get uh, updates on how many people do that. And oh. right now we're at 3% of our listeners are listening on their Alexa devices, which I think is totally cool that someone is literally telling their Alexa to play our show. That's I, awesome. just, I just want to say that it's like one of the coolest things that I could think of right now. So Thank you, everyone who's talking to your Alexa. And if you did not know you could do that, just say, no, hey, yeah. Alexa, play Simpsons Did It Podcast. And voila, it'll show up. It'll be the newest episode. So just to let you know, if, if you are doing that, it will be the, the newest episode that we recorded. But you can uh, go to your Alexa and choose the episode that you want to listen to as well. So if you'd like to support us, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons Did It. And you can don't buy us a duff. Donate 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever you guys want. You don't have to yep. donate a lot. Uh, but all the money that you do do- donate is going to go to merch and uh, gifts and prizes and stuff like that. So uh, the more supporters we get, uh, the sooner we can get everything uh, out to you guys. So um, until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. Shalom, everybody. I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It.